0: Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, Patriots.com slash Ben, to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4Patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, Patriots.com slash Ben. The media promised you that if you just got the jab, that it would prevent the transmission of COVID-19. We now know that's a lie. In fact, we have a little bit of a montage here, I want to play for you, of them lying to you. Take a listen. Is it that there are dangerous variants of the virus in other countries that we don't even know about? It is very likely
1: there are uh, undetected variants out there.
0: And despite all these mutation worries, there is some good news for the UK, and that's that new research on the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine shows that it's still 76% effective even 90 days after just one dose. This is important because it supports the British government's controversial decision to space out vaccine doses by 12 weeks rather than the usual six. And Rosemary, that same research also suggests that the vaccine not only prevents people from getting sick, it also prevents transmission of the virus from person to person. Wait, I'm sorry, what? So the major major media assured all of us that that you could get this vaccine and you wouldn't have breakthrough cases, you wouldn't be spreading it. We now know that's a total lie. And the UK government is now saying that new research on the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine shows that it's still 76% effective even 90 days after just one dose. And they're now wanting to spread out you getting the vaccine doses by 12 weeks so that you have a longer period of protection, quote unquote, between doses, because they've also realized now that with these vaccines, the difference between the first and the second dose are actually not that big of a difference when it comes to, quote, protection. I also want to remind you, please make sure that you subscribe or auto-download this podcast so you can hear it every day. So wherever you're listening, make sure you hit subscribe or auto-download. And please, wherever you listen to this podcast, help us by writing us a five-star review and share this podcast on social media with your family and your friends. Now, Dr. Carlos Del Rio has come out and said, COVID vaccines prevent transmission. Having a vaccine that prevents transmission is really important. We know now that that is a lie, and this was pushed by the media. And they've been pushing this for an entire year, and now they're having to walk it back.
2: about the vaccines that have been authorized so far. Pfizer announcing this week that real-world evidence coming out of Israel shows that this vaccine was 94% effective in preventing transmission of asymptomatic COVID-19. There, of course, has been a concern that vaccinated people could still get COVID-19 and spread it, maybe be, you know, an asymptomatic carrier. So what does this finding mean for that concern?
0: By the way, I love this. This is CNN, right? Have they come out and retracted any of this propaganda? No. Have they come out and said they've got it wrong? No. Have they come out and said the vaccine prevent the transmission and what we've been telling you for the last year is just flat out wrong? No. And that's why we're playing for you now to remind you of the propaganda they've been pushing on you for over a year.
2: Oh, I think it's it's really something that is very good, and, and we're all excited to see it. I would say I think this vaccine's my gut feeling is is that this vaccine's prevent infection and therefore will prevent transmission. But to see actual data like the one that is coming out of Israel, which has a significant number of their population already immunized, it's really reassuring. And I think having a vaccine that prevents transmission is really critically important. And that's why CDC has told us fully vaccinated individuals can congregate in small groups in close environments without wearing their masks.
0: There it is. Propaganda and they lied. If there's any one headline that should come out of all of this, it should be this. Should be, we got it wrong. We were wrong. We gave you bad information. Now, there is a new study out. It's a new study, right, that says Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine drastically cuts transmission, right? That's a wrong study. They got that wrong, too but NBC went with it as well. And they should come out and say, "Uh, we got it wrong, we lied to you guys, it's not true. So Richard, let me ask about this new study we talked about on the AstraZeneca vaccine. What are you hearing from officials there in the UK?
3: Well, officials here are very excited about this. The health secretary just called it superb news. And he said that it shows that this one particular vaccine, the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, not only protects people, but it also works to slow down contagion. Now, we already knew that all of the vaccines that are currently on the market and the ones that are being rolled out, prevent people from getting very sick. They prevent people from getting COVID and they work with about 60 to 95% efficacy. That was already known. But what we didn't know until now, uh, and this is still early days, it's still just one study. It's not yet peer reviewed, but it is a significant one. We didn't know how effective these vaccines are to slow down or stop contagion. That is, if you have the vaccine, sure, it'll stop you from getting sick and ending up in hospital, potentially dying. But what about your, Ability to pass it on, pass the coronavirus on to someone in your family, to your friends, to people you meet on the street. According to this study, uh, the Oxford AstraZeneca also, uh, vaccine also reduces contagion by 67%. And that has enormous impacts on a society's ability to recover because the vaccine, uh, and we already knew this, prevents people from dying and ending up in mm-hmm. hospital. But if it also has this added benefit, of slowing down contagion by two thirds uh, that that means that societies can recover much, much qu- uh, more quickly once their populations are uh, are protected. So it, it is a very- great. Right,
0: so this is NBC. That's all lie. It's not true. They got it all wrong. Everybody knows they got it wrong because all the new data shows they got it wrong. Are they going to then say we got it wrong? Are they going to come back? and tell us they got it wrong. Now, there's another report. I'm going to play you another, and I'm not trying to pick on Richard Engel, but I think it's important to pick on the media who has not corrected the fact that they got it wrong with vaccines and what they can and cannot accomplish and what they can and cannot do. Multiple coronavirus variants identified around the world is the headline. This is coming from London, 6.30 p.m. on 221. Here's what Richard Engel said then. I think we understand
3: the, the rhythms, the patterns of life, what we can do, what we can't do. Uh, and, and there is this general sense that we are coming out of it. And hopefully we are because the vaccines uh, do work against the variants.
0: But the- they don't. They don't work the way that they described them. The breakthrough cases, have you noticed they've stopped even using the word breakthrough? Why are they? Why are they? um <laughs> Not talking about breakthrough case anymore because it's now the new normal, right? It's a new normal. Breakthrough is a new normal, which brings me now to the media starting to change their tune. You've got a doctor who this morning went on CNBC. And a doctor that's talking about just how wrong we're getting it right now. United Airlines, for example, CEO says we have 3,000 employees who have tested positive for COVID. Not surprising. No one should be surprised with these numbers. Look at the numbers I mentioned earlier. 62,000 Los Angeles students have COVID. A lot of them asymptomatic. A lot of them don't even feel sick. In other words, there's millions and millions of people that have COVID right now. We have to go back to normal and stop living in a perpetual state of fear. But here's the kicker. They're starting to turn on Biden, and they're starting to turn on Fauci. They're starting to turn on the CDC because they're getting it all wrong. Take a listen to this doctor on CNBC attacking the CDC, attacking Fauci, and now calling for reform because of their failures on covid you know the cdc guidelines
1: have been confusing they've been befuddling they have seemed to defy science as we know it in some ways but i guess this is the reality and this is probably why they changed those guidelines to reflect exactly what we were seeing right now i mean i don't understand why they didn't say that at the time but knowing that you're going to have, what did you say, 1% of the population being infected, having 10% infected at any point in time as we've been moving through the last several weeks. Is that what the CDC saw and knew? Is that why we've gotten this kind of crazy guidance?
0: Let me just give you the translation. What CNBC is now saying is they're saying the CDC has been deliberately misleading you and lying to you. And now we know they've been misleading and lying to you, and we have the data to prove it. And so now we have to start attacking them because it's not us, the media, that lied to you. It's the CDC that lied to us and we lied to you because we hold ourselves with, with zero accountability. We can always find someone else to blame. So instead of being intellectually honest about it, instead of them saying we got it wrong, instead of them being honest about what's going on with gain-of-function research and a list of other things, they're now just going to turn and say, no, 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 it wasn't our fault. They gave us bad information and we'll attack them. Take a listen to, again, a doctor coming out saying the CDC has failed and should be reformed. Well, i think the
1: cdc guidelines reflected the reality that a lot of the spread right now is being done by people who are mildly or asymptomatic and aren't turning over their infections and so, to impose all the regulations and restrictions on a small percentage of people who are actually getting diagnosed and self-isolating isn't going to um, control this epidemic just like we're not
0: by, by the way let's just hit pause there for one second and, and and really dissect what this doctor just said what he said was is it is unfair to punish people who are COVID positive and take them out of society When there's clearly millions of people walking around right now in this country who have COVID and are getting to go to work. In other words, we got to stop treating them as the leopards in society. And this is part of what the Democrats try to do. They try to say, well, look, we're going to divide you into two different groups of people in this country. Those that are vaccinated get rights and privileges, and those that are not vaccinated are public enemy number one. And those that get COVID, which we by default assumed at the time would be those that are unvaccinated, we would attack and take out of society and punish them. We would take away their livelihoods. We would take away their days of work. We would take them out of the, the kids out of the schools. The list goes on and on. The problem now is that entire mentality that Fauci and the White House tried to inflict on society has completely exploded because of breakthrough cases. There are so many people walking around that are, quote, vaccinated or, quote, fully vaccinated or, quote, boosted that have COVID. Now, the good news is they're not going to the hospital. The majority of people that are vaccinated are having very mild to asymptomatic infections. That's the reason why you're seeing these numbers of 62,000 plus Los Angeles students and staff testing positive for COVID. The majority of the staff, by the way, are vaccinated, yet they're still testing at record rates. That's the reason why in L.A. right now you've got 22 percent positivity rate. When somebody takes a test, it is 22 percent of the time you're going to have COVID. Again, they're getting it all wrong. So now the media has got to change the narrative. So now it's attack the government and the CDC.
1: ...not doing contact tracing right now. A lot of schools aren't making recommendations to quarantine students when there's a case in the class because there's just so much infection that you're not going to be driving this epidemic by the infections that you're turning over. I think with respect to the CDC guidance more generally, I mean the reality is that the CDC is not an agency accustomed to talking to the public. They usually issue their recommendations through public health agencies to providers. In this epidemic, they were thrust into a position of having to issue bottom line recommendations to consumers. It's not something they do. And I think we made a mistake all along for the last two years looking to the CDC for guidance on how we were going to live our lives. We really should have been looking to more local authorities for that kind of guidance. You know, ultimately, you need to reform the CDC. We need some kind of federal public health agency capable of doing this. But CDC was not that agency. And it's very hard for an agency to self-organize and reform itself in a setting of a crisis. CDC has been unable
0: to do that. CDC has been unable to do it. Now, this isn't the media's fault, right? The media just did what they did. So let's look at the data right now. And let's look at how wrong fouching the CDC got this. There have been 247 million doses administered. That's one dose, okay? There are 207.8 million Americans that are fully vaccinated. If you look at population, and there are some successes here. 74% 74% of the population has gotten a dose. 62% are fully vaccinated. Let's talk about boosters. 75.8 million Americans have gotten boosters. Percentage of people that are fully vaccinated in the country with a booster, 36.5%. So you look at all this data, and, and with, with 247 million doses that have been administered in the U.S., we are still having the highest number of COVID cases in history in this country right now. And if these tools would just be honest and tell you that here's the deal. If you want to get vaccinated, this is what's probably going to happen. Then Americans might actually trust you, listen to you, and look at the vaccine differently than what you guys have tried to, be, try to claim that it is. Senator Burr by the way, just slammed Biden for squandering the COVID response, because when you try to dictate to people and you lie to them about the effectiveness of it, and then it doesn't come true, fewer people are going to get the vaccine. It's not hard to understand. It's not hard to figure out, folks. People don't trust Fauci, and they don't trust the CDC. That's what we know from all of this. They don't trust them. And when you tell Americans to do the responsible thing, right, get tested so that you can see your loved ones and then get tested so you don't infect others. And then we find out that you guys had no plan to actually get rapid tests out to the American people when you promised you were going to be the guy that did this. And you promised it would be easy to find a test. And then you tell them, well, we can't find any tests, so Google it. That was the actual advice of the President of the United States of America. People lose faith in you. They lose faith in the White House, they lose faith in public health experts, and they lose faith in people like Dr. Fauci. And that is exactly what Senator Burr is saying.
2: Instead, now a full year later, here's where we are. More than 830,000 deaths caused by COVID, the majority of which occurred under this administration, despite having many tools and significant resources from Congress, including $80 billion plus for testing. A variant is now spreading out of control across the country with places like Washington, D.C., seen a staggering increase in case counts over the holidays, and now my state of North Carolina is following suit, with a 319% increase as of yesterday. Over the holidays, when Americans were instructed to do the responsible thing and get tests before they see loved ones, there were no tests on the shelves or online, and hours-long lines were the norm at testing sites across the country. The testing situation was worse when many sought tests to safely return to work or to school and the most vulnerable Americans who contracted the virus could not get the treatments designed to help because they were now in short supply this administration has time and again squandered its opportunities and made worse in the decisions you've made on testing and treatment and most crucially in communications with the American people the American people are right to be confused it seems like you all don't talk amongst yourself some examples Last August, the president announced that boosters would be available to all vaxed by the week of September 20th. Three of you here today signed that statement. But neither the FDA nor the CDC had yet approved boosters when the president made the promise. And when you went to your advisory panels with a predetermined outcome already made, those independent experts pushed back and ultimately had to be overridden to meet the president's goal on boosters. I know the data shows that boosters are necessary. I'm boosted. I want everybody to get vaccinated and boosted. The facts about the value of vaccines and boosters are crystal clear. But the way this administration rolled out boosters was a disaster. You created skepticism and mass confusion. Example two, last summer, the president dramatically, uh, dramatically announced that CDC recommendations changed so that vaccinated Americans didn't need to wear masks indoors, implying that the worst of the pandemic was behind us. Even as the Delta variant was exploding in India, only after Delta hit America did CDC begin to take it seriously and the administration had to change course.
0: By the way, the point that Senator Burr is making here that is so important is that many times the decisions that were being made by Fauci and the White House clearly were made politically, not based on science, not based on actual public health. These were political decisions that they were making. They were trying to incentivize you to go get vaccinated by saying, if you get vaccinated, and this was not based in science, you can take your mask off, because they knew that if they told people you still need to wear your mask, fewer people they believed would go get vaccinated. It was probably right. But if you were just honest with the American people and tell them the truth, is there a chance that the American people will actually respond to that and actually go and get the vaccine. I would argue. Yes. Why do you think more people have died under Biden's leadership than under Trump when Biden had more resources, including the vaccine to save people's lives? Because at least under Trump, I think there was more transparency and honesty. And there was a, we don't know yet. And so there was decisions that were being made based on caution. Go back to Donald Trump's first decision to ban people coming in from Asia and flights from Asia. Why did he do it? Because he sided on the side of caution. And what did the left say? They said, oh, that's that that's that's racist. That's that is an attack on Asia and Asian people. How dare you be that way? How dare you be a racist? That's a racist policy. No, it wasn't. It was a smart policy that actually ended up being absolutely right. No, 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 no. that's racist. No, 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 it's not racist. It's exactly what should have happened. At least Trump was honest. Thank goodness he was honest. He was honest with the American people. And when you're honest with the American people, they're more willing to, one, forgive when you get it wrong, when you admit you got it wrong. That's number one. And number two, they're more willing to listen to you again after you get it wrong, which is the complete opposite of Fauci and this administration. And the media right now realize this is a sinking ship, and they got to blame somebody. And it can't be them. They can't take accountability for them screwing up. All right, I got to also uh, transition to something else that is really important that I want you to hear about, and that is the Build Back Better plan and also this debacle with testing and having lack of COVID-19 tests for people in this country. Join me now to talk about this, a man that's been fighting the Build Back Better plan because it's nothing but a waste of trillions of your tax dollars. Uh, And also, we passed a bill, I want to remind you, that was supposed to deal with COVID and was supposed to deal with testing. So the question now is, why didn't we have enough tests? U.S. Senator Bill Haggerty joins me now to talk about all of this. Senator, the good news is that's coming out right now is that Senator from West Virginia, Democrat Joe Manchin, looks to be standing firm and saying he is going to kill the Build Back Better plan. He actually said, quote, it is debtor than ever. Your thoughts on his statement?
4: Well, it it certainly um, seems to be dead right now. The negotiations, particularly according to Manchin, are dead in the water. You know, when people have had the opportunity to stand back and look at this, and I'll take you, Ben, all the way back to August, when I stopped this so-called infrastructure bill, they tried to pass that in the dead of night. They're going to let us find out what was in a 2,700-page bill after we passed it. That's the way Chuck Schumer wants to manage things in the Senate. Let's pass it to find out what's in it. But as the American public has had an opportunity to find out what the Democrats are really planning to do, they've turned out to be very, very uh, upset with the Democrats' plan. Their vision for America is so different than the Republicans' vision for America. Republicans want to put Americans in control of their lives and control their families. The Democrats want to put the federal government in control of everything, and they want to use the IRS to basically run our lives. If the public found out what was in this Build Back Better bill, they found out it's not paid for. It's going to add $3 trillion more to the U.S. deficit. Uh, That's when you take out all the budget gimmicks that they're using to change the top-line number. Uh, What the American public got to see was, again, more Democrat trickery, pouring fuel onto a a burning fire. When you look at the inflation that we're talking about, they want to put this debt-fuel package right into the economy. We've got inflation now at a 40-year high. And they want to put more federal money into the economy. This all started when Biden, you know, when they pushed the March so-called COVID relief package back in March, $1.9 trillion package with zero Republican votes. They shoved that into the economy at the time the economy was already improving. And they set off this massive inflation that's, that's hurting every American right now. So the public has had an opportunity to see what's in it. I think Joe Manchin is right. I think the negotiations are as dead as they can be. And as the public has found out about it, this stuff isn't working back in home districts. And I think a lot of Democrat lawmakers got to get an earful about when they went home over Christmas.
0: I was going to say, usually when you go home over Christmas, if you're a congressman or senator, you go back, you do a couple events, right? You've had an excuse not to do as many events because of COVID-19 and Omicron uh, surge, but you're still hearing from people. And it's very clear that Democrats are are very fearful. And I don't want to become overconfident. I always tell people that's the worst thing you can do, getting ready for an election, But it does look like the Democrats are certainly in serious trouble just with another the number of resignations from Congress and seeing Democrats like Joe Manchin, West Virginia. They're like, dude, I can't do this like this is people are are, are not going to go with this. My my constituents uh, are going to have I'll have hell to pay. Sorry, Joe Biden. This is not going to help me keep my job or help me get reelected. And you need to understand this. So Mm -hmm. now you have phase two and phase two seems to be well, we'll just slam this thing down your throat piece by piece. How do we stop that?
4: Well, I think there's a very good chance that they will attempt that. But again, these policies are so poorly drafted, they're avoiding the normal process in the Senate, which would force them to go through a committee that's designed as a full staff to, to vet these proposed laws, to vet prevent, to prevent this legislation, and to make certain there aren't un- unintended consequences. Instead, what they're going to try to do is probably break it up and, again, shove it through. This completely partisan way where it gets drafted in the basement of Chuck Schumer's office, not through the normal process of the Senate. We have yet to see any text on the Republican side of this Build Back Better. We're just trying to draw it out from what happened over in the House of Representatives. And this is the way they've been operating. Again, pass it to find out what's in it. And I think we're going to have the, the very same problems, even if it's in a small dose. But we're going to have to be, when I say we, the Republicans here are going to have to be ever diligent to stand up, to fight this, to, to, to push back at every turn. And not to let Chuck Schumer use the calendar and other gimmicks to sort of shove this through in the dark of night.
0: I want to move to something else real quick. And that is you had this admission, uh, th- this, you know, moment right before the end of the year where Joe Biden said that it's uh, the federal government is not going to solve COVID-19. There was a lot of conservative commentators yeah. that celebrated that moment. And I, did, I said, screamed very loud uh, on the show. Do not take that bait. I think what Joe Biden understood is one thing. If you let states do what we're trying to do, they're going to be more successful on the state level with extreme lockdowns, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, taking away kids' rights, forcing vaccines on children to be able to go to school or be able to be, to be eligible for extracurricular activities. And, and I said to people, it, this was not a dumb play by Joe Biden. I think he was signaling to the states, you guys need to take this further than I can because I'm going to keep getting slapped down by the court system, but you guys will have more success like places like New York City and San Francisco and others. I, I think this is far from over Democrats going for ultimate power and control over not literally owning your children like they are government property in schools.
4: Then yeah, I think you're exactly right. And if you go back to well before the Afghanistan crisis, Joe Biden had already said this wasn't the realm for the federal government. He knew it before. He forgot it when his numbers went in the tank after the disgrace in Afghanistan, and they they put this mandate out. Uh, It certainly did work. It changed the the news attention. Uh, The headlines moved away from Afghanistan and that crisis uh, to, to the federal lockdown. But I think they've known for a long time that the federal government doesn't have a solution to this. And you're exactly right. This is the way America is designed to work. The laboratories of democracy in our 50 states That's certainly the way we like things in my home state of Tennessee, and we've done a good job managing our state. That's why so many people are moving to Tennessee from these blue states that have such disastrous policies. But I think you're also exactly right that they will continue to try to shove their leftist policies through in these blue states and that they're better equipped to do it, just as you said, Ben, at the state level. Joe Biden
0: has also blamed now states uh, trying to act like it's not his fault that we have a mass amount of COVID-19 testing Shortages. Uh, He's now blaming states for not having enough tests uh, for schools. And he said that, look, if your school is experiencing corona testing, coronavirus testing uh, shortages, that's the fault of your uh, state. How did he get it so wrong on testing? How did Fauci get it so wrong on testing? The CDC, Collins, everybody involved, and not have enough tests to deal with? with this spike in a new variant that we all knew was going to happen. It was very clear the world was not beating Mm COVID-19. We knew it was going to morph again and another time and another time, probably another time. How did they get this so wrong? And now they're just pointing the finger at the states and they're being let off the hook by the media.
4: Well, again, they always look for a scapegoat, and the media is more than accommodating Joe Biden and the Democrat Party. But I'll say this. Let's go back to the $1.9 trillion package that they passed in March. That was supposedly a, quote, pandemic relief package, yet only 9% of it had anything to do with the pandemic or hospitals or health care. Uh, they have been bait and switching the American public all along using the pandemic as their excuse. If you add up all of the dollars that have been allocated to doing just this, dealing with tests and, and, and getting the proper PPE and equipment into place, $82 billion have been passed out of the Congress to deal with this. They have misused the funds, They are more focused on their social programs and transforming America than anything else. And I think what we need is a complete audit of what's been done to this point. We need to hold people like Fauci to account. They have, again, uh, done a terrible job of of doing their primary responsibility. That's taking care of the American people. And this is yet another failure that every citizen, every taxpayer is looking at when they go to get a test, can't find one. Long lines everywhere. In fact, they're probably contaminating one another if they're concerned to go to get a test. I'm sure – this is causing people to think twice about even being tested now. A complete backfire again because they have not implemented the policies as they were were, were at least advertised. They're using this again. And, and a lot of people, Senator, forget this. I mean, money.
0: Uh, uh, let's talk about the money. That bill, and I want to, you expand on this a little bit, because you were fighting hard against this bill because ninety percent of the bill had nothing to do with COVID. That bill yeah. cost taxpayers again. How much money?
4: One point nine trillion dollars.
0: And how much money have you been told or heard from this administration is what we would need to spend to to get enough tests so that we wouldn't have this problem we're dealing with literally right now?
4: Well, there was over 30 billion in that most recent package. Again, that was a completely Democrat design package that would have dealt with this in in its entirety. Of course, it hasn't been properly spent, hasn't been properly utilized. And if you add up all of the expenditures that have been appropriated through the Congress that adds up to over $80 billion. Uh, so they, they again, advertise one thing, but then deliver something quite different.
0: Uh, it, it, the mismanagement that has happened while having not only a vaccine, but also it, having the finances needed to pay for virtually anything you want to deal with, with COVID-19, yes. and the fact they still can't get it done when it comes to basic testing, there has to be some sort of accountability. Is there any way that you guys in Congress can hold them accountable for the mismanagement of their funds? I know you mentioned an audit, but is there a way to to shine a light on the fact that this wasn't an accident of the states, as Joe Biden just mentioned? It's not an accident of the schools. It's not the fault of local school boards. This is a federal government failure under Biden and under Pelosi and under Schumer.
4: We've already started that process of, um, of, of reaching into the Department of Health and Human Services, to get them to give us a full accounting of where these funds have gone. We're going to continue to get resistance from them, though, as long as they control both houses of Congress and the White House. That's why changing the complexion of the Congress in 2022, this year, this November, is so critical, Ben. Once we have control of the House and the Senate, we're going to be able to properly deploy our oversight function and get to the bottom of this, and there's going to be hell to pay.
0: Lastly, I want to get your take on the hostility that's taking place from people in government, not just even in this country, but around the world. There was a shocking quote uh, that President um, Macron says he wants to uh, blank off unjabbed by banning them from social life with a vax passport. Uh, We are seeing this type of arrogance, not just in America, Uh, What we're seeing in California, what we're seeing in Michigan, what we're seeing uh, in in New York. But now you have entire countries leadership like France, where their president is saying that he's okay. He wants to blank people off. He wants to blank them off the unjabbed in the country by implementing a vaccine pass regimen saying, I really want to blank them off. He is what he said. He doubled down on it, basically saying we're going to have two different groups of people in society. We're seeing this now with kids. Kids that went back to school yesterday, and I've got countless parents sending me pictures of their kids who are being taken from their classrooms for not wearing masks and being put into cafeterias, into waiting rooms, uh, into, into hallways and being punished until their parents come get them for not wearing a mask, going against their parents' directive. This seems to be the new normal in this country, and now it's happening not just here, but around the world by some of the biggest leaders we know.
4: Ben, you're touching on something that's deeply troubling to Americans, particularly people from my home state of Tennessee. You know, go back to uh, Joe Biden's first big meeting with so-called G7, when he was with his European pals and they welcomed him back to the club. This is the club that people like the French President Macron belong to. They view everybody else as a deplorable. You know, Hillary Clinton, I think, defined it well. That's the Democrat Party elite's view of the rest of the world, that the rest of us are all deplorables. And we are exactly the people that they depended on uh you know in critical positions during the during the depth of the pandemic to be frontline workers whether it was our law enforcement officers our health care workers the people that kept the food on the shelves at the grocery store they depended on us to do all of that uh, the frontline was that was who they're looking for to help them many people got the disease then uh, you know then they want to deny they want to essentially say if you don't fall in line doing exactly as we want you to do it we're going to call you again a deplorable you're un, un, unworthy we're going to segregate you. Uh, it's it's just another another again egregious um, you know egregious example of the way they view most of the world, uh, the deplorables.
0: As always, I appreciate your time and coming on. And again, Happy New Year. Lastly, I'll say it again to everybody listening: please make sure you hit that auto download or subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Please help us fight back and write us a five star review as liberals are attacking our podcast with bad reviews on purpose, uh, trying to hurt uh, the reach of this podcast. And please share this on social media. I will see you back here tomorrow. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. To get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now go to fourpatriots.com slash Ben. That's the number four. Patriots.com slash Ben.